Corn has big ambitions to reach $1 billion in turnover, but what sort of pressure will that put on the company's microprocessing plant on Teesside? I met with Steve Finn to find out more. Thank you for joining me, Steve. What investments has Quorn been making at the site recently? We are completing construction of our third fermenter, which will give us an extra 60% capacity of microprotein production. And that is purely to meet the global demand, which is growing at about 10% volume per year, which is fantastic. Looking towards the future, we need to decide where we're going to build the next fermenter. And in my opinion, this site is the place to build it because we've got the expertise. In addition to the plant, we also need to make sure we've got sustainability around the team that manufacture the microprotein. It takes a while to train people to run the fermenters. It's a complicated process. They need a high level of attention to detail and we need to train them, which takes about two years to fully train someone to operate our plant and equipment. So it's not just the kit, we need the people in place to achieve that as well. Why was the investment initially made? This area has a long history of fermentation technology and biotechnology right back to the days of ICI and we've continued that heritage and a lot of what we do now is what we've learned over the years in terms of fermentation technology, what you need to do and the level of attention to detail you need to demonstrate when you're trying to run these plants. Any either past or future investments, what, what else is going to go on or has been going on? Because we're the only site in the world that produces microprotein, we need to make sure that supply is in line with demand. That's the trick that we need to pull off over the next five to ten years, is to make sure that we have the capacity to supply this ever-increasing global market. Talk to me about the heat capture investment you recently made. We put one heat exchanger in, which is a heat recovery project. We have another one going in today, as you saw, so that will save us a, a significant amount of money because we obviously won't need to generate steam. We're recovering the heat from the what was the waste stream, so that's a really good project. And you boosted overall efficiency by injecting liquid oxygen into the fermenter. We're running the fermenters at 60% above their design capacity so it seems every week we, we're finding more ways to get extra capacity out of the fermenter which is great because it makes the site more cost effective and the plant run more efficiently. How did you go from compressed air which is around 30% oxygen you say to 100% oxygen injection? Historically we've used compressed air to supply oxygen to the fermenters and compressed air is 21% oxygen. What we found is if we use 100% oxygen we can get a lot more oxygen dissolved and that gives us much greater output with the extra oxygen that we can dissolve with 100% oxygen as opposed to compressed air. Steve, thank you for joining me. I'm Nicholas Robinson for Food Manufacture.